0: Today, we're so excited because we have the one and only Brittany Dobbins. So she's an upcoming super paddle star playing currently for the PPL. And she's here to tell us all the great things and the juicy things about the PPL and the professional paddle here in the United States.
1: Welcome to Paddle Smash Academy. And we are all things paddle.
2: Thank you. So excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: So, were you a native born here in Miami?
2: Yep, born in Miami. Um, Went to the University of Miami. Played college tennis there, and and now I made the switch. Now I'm living in Madrid.
1: So we're gonna ask you about that. So (laughs) you know, you went to university here. uh, You started playing tennis, right? Yes. And uh, did you even know about the sport of paddle here?
2: No. I mean, growing up, I never touched a racket. It was all tennis. You know, my dad's a tennis pro. Um, I played at San Susie Tennis Center growing up. So that was like my main thing. Um, serving volley, tennis and playing on a full scholarship at UM. And then um, in my last year of law school, I did a study abroad in Madrid. Ah. And it was over there that with my brother-in-law, um, they had a paddle court in their, in their I guess, house. And he's like, OK, let's play this. You're, you're good at racket sports. Let's yes. try it. <laughs> so, so
1: your mother is from Argentina?
2: My mom's from Argentina. And, and
1: she didn't know about paddle, introduce you to paddle or anything?
2: Honestly, no. She, wow. she really, I mean, maybe she heard of it, but we really didn't learn from, from my mom. It was more my dad, the tennis, the tennis pro. And then
1: gotcha. So that was the other big question. How did you end up in in Madrid? And I think you answered that. But maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on that.
2: Yeah. I mean, basically, I did this uh, study abroad in my last year of law school um, and fell in love with Madrid, like the people. culture i fell in love with paddle and i knew it was like the place to be if i really wanted to become good at paddle (laughs) so
1: so where did you first see paddle when you were in madrid
2: yeah so just playing with my my brother-in-law i mean we would have like these funny matches because he has no technique he's like a football player Mm -hmm. and very fast but he loves the walls and this stuff and then me i have more like tennis strokes yeah and so it was finally like little by little when you start playing with paddle people who actually use the walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um,
1: so was it a paddle club that you first saw paddle or was it on TV in Madrid? Where, where was your first thing like? What is that?
2: Yeah. And then with my brother-in-law, we signed up for a tournament at a, at a random club. And really, I had very little experience, but I was like, OK, I'm done playing with you. Let's just play with some other people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was my first experience playing with at this club, Madrid Central Paddle. So
0: how did you do in the tournament?
2: So we got to the finals of the tournament. It was like a Pozo style. So if you win, you move up a court. If Mm -hmm. you lose, you go down the court. Mm -hmm. And we ended up losing in the finals. and
0: And you think that was the turning point for you to say, okay, this is what I want to
2: do. 100% because so that kind of opened some doors for me. I guess the owner of the club was watching. And so he said, oh, we have like a women's league. Like, maybe you should join that. And so I was like, "Okay, I want to play more. And I ended up joining the league. Um, So then I started playing like every week. And from there, I joined another team that was like a mixed team. So little by little.
1: So um, I'm assuming like many tennis players like myself, you're playing tennis inside of paddle court, right?
2: Oh, yeah. So (laughs) at,
1: at what point did you realize, okay, this is not tennis. This is paddle.
2: Yeah. So. I'm pretty tall, so my favorite thing is like the overhead, oh, of you course. know, remate. tennis
1: players, right? Yeah.
2: But the thing is, when you're playing against paddle players, they have no problems letting the remate touch mm-hmm. the wall, they run them mm-hmm. forward, and then your offensive shot turns into their <laughs> offensive shot. That's right. So exactly. I was like, I need to learn that, you know. Gotcha. And um, so little so, by little. So you-
1: how was the transition? Because uh, as a tennis player, obviously you're good at volleys and your smashes, right? Yeah. But then obviously you have to work on your defense and the walls. Sure. And then obviously your aerial shots like the bandeja and the vibora. What How long did that transition for you to do that? Because those shots are not in, in tennis. They don't exist, right? Yeah.
2: Um, so now I've been playing for pa- paddle for like four years. Um, and I still think I'm learning. Every day you're yeah. learning the sport. I still tell you, like, the bandeja is still a tricky shot, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, I think just repetition, like I've like I've t- done some lessons and playing so many matches, I think really helps um, develop those shots. Do,
0: do you have a current coach right now? Do you have anyone that you train with?
2: So, I honestly train once a week. Um, and With a specific coach? With a, with a coach. Here in Miami? No, it's in Madrid. Um, at El Angar. Okay. Yep. And but now I'm really looking forward to when I go back to Madrid, starting in an academy. Um, I haven't I, ha- I haven't decided yet. I have uh, spoken to Sevan Nerone because I would like to train with oh, him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know there's another academy, M3 Academy, or maybe in Madrid Central Paddle. I'm still kind of looking to see where it would be a great fit for me because this year I will, would like to.
0: So that's a that's a good question. So you're planning to stay for what you're saying, you're planning to stay in Madrid in yeah. Spain. So you're full on immersed into the Spanish culture, the Spanish paddle and and go for it all the way. 100%.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm playing in the Federados in Madrid. So Yeah,
0: we, we did some research and you're ranked 15 in the in the Madrid uh Federation. 11. 11. Oh, 11. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. Nice. Explain a little bit to to our listeners how I know I know how it works but each region has their own federation, right?
2: Sure. And Madrid has one of the most competitive communities, I would say. So I started playing the federation of Madrid one one year ago, and I didn't know many girls. Um, and so that's also very important, like having a partner with your same goals, with your same style who complements your game. So it's hard to really find a good partner who wants to play with you. So little by little, I found a good partner and... Literally in one year, I moved from ranking zero, and now we're eleven, competing pretty much every tournament. And together.
0: how does it work with the point system? You start from um, earning points by you playing more tournaments, or or how how's the system works so there in Madrid? Right?
2: Yeah, definitely point system. There's usually three divisions, um, and based on how many girls are signed up, you get into either the third, second, or first division. If you're ranked eleven, typically you'll get into the first division. So. I'm seeing like better competition, um, the top 10 girls, you have Marta Talaván, who's ranked 20 in the world, um, Lorena Alonso, I think she's like 50 or 60 in the world, so within the top 10, on a weekly basis, you're seeing girls who are playing World Paddle Tour, and I get to play with against them.
0: And let me ask one thing, one, one of the things that probably everybody's asking, who's your partner?
2: Yeah, um her name is Irene Cavero. Okay. Yeah. She um she actually signed up for the PPL also, the draft, and she was drafted. But apparently with some international rules, it kind of fell through. I guess oh, um man. you were only allowed one international player, so she wasn't able to come over. I know it was like a a heartbreak for me because yeah. I wanted her to come, even if she wasn't on my team. But um So do you play yeah.
1: drive or the left side?
2: I play on the left side. Left side, yeah, yeah, tennis
1: player, I assume you're on the left Definitely like side. the left
2: side. <laughs> <laughs> and is
0: it, is it difficult to find, I mean, does it happen like in the men's that they're always changing partners and all that? Or, or she's been your partner for quite a few tournaments?
2: Yeah, so the last, I would say, eight months, it's been pretty much only her. Um, with the occasional, if she's out of town or busy or whatever, I've played with someone else. But I think it's so important to kind of have your partner who yeah. knows you yeah, it, of course it's it's, it's important yeah, yeah but
0: I think everybody knows they, they want instant result so if you guys lose this a few matches it ha- you see it on the world Pilot tour you know they just switch partners
1: because you think there is always somebody better I, that it can fit I your, think, your I, game I think what he's saying is people don't want to work uh, to try to get um the team to work better together they want us they want to see results in a week or two weeks if they work together great if not let's move on yeah. Yeah. that's that's uh, that, that's kind of trending right now right and
0: and one well uh, yesterday we we had a, a really good interview with Jordi lujan and in the madrid federation is that a professional circuit or is that a mature circuit
2: um well professional in the sense that there's professionals playing in it okay um but in terms of prize money and being able to make a living just playing the Federation of Madrid, no way.
0: That's what we're going, yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean some tournaments give prize money maybe five hundred per player if you win the tournament. So it's not maybe they give you right, una right. pala. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> but in terms of <laughs> But I think in terms of like training getting better, there it's it's great to play, and that's why these girls do it, because it is a high level.
0: And how does a professional female professional player from Madrid make a living? If you want to do this, 100%.
2: Yeah, so I honestly think it comes down to sponsors and working with brands who are supporting you. Um, and then also sponsors will give you, I guess, result-based um, support, financial support. So if you make it to a certain round, qualify for a certain tournament win the tournament, they'll give you money based on that. So I'm actually looking for sponsors. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so to all, all
0: our viewers and listeners, Britain is looking for a great sponsor. Yeah. Please, we need your help. So please DM us <laughs> so we can get her a great sponsor for her to take her paddle game to the next level. I,
2: I really would love that, honestly, because if you look at World Paddle Tour rankings, you know how many American girls are ranked? How many? This many. No, mm.
0: you're kidding me. And Zero. You
2: know, you know who's American in the podcast here? Me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's
1: true. I love it. So, so do you see it more competitive uh, there in Spain versus here now that you play the PPL?
2: So I think the PPL had a really nice level to be honest, um, especially with some the stars like when Ana was amazing, Marta yeah. Marrero on my team. Yeah. Um, so you obviously have some great level. Yeah. But I do think, at least in Madrid, there's more. more there's yeah. more. Yeah,
0: that's what's so, important. So now that we're in that subject, please uh, tell us who who you're playing with in the PPL, who's your teammates and all that.
2: Yeah, so as soon as we found out Marta was on the team, I was super excited. Um, but... Well, I, what, what is the team? Miami Paddle Club. Okay,
0: good. Yeah, that was... So, so yeah. you have uh, Juan Martín del Potro, it's uh, sort of like the
1: spokesperson of the team, right?
2: Yeah, he's, he's definitely... Um,
1: so how did you get drafted? Like, how did that whole process work for you?
2: I mean, there was no other team I wanted to play for um. other than Miami. So I was like, Ronnie, who's our owner, please. <laughs> I saw
1: your
0: video. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I like I I, I got to play for you. Um, and then it was conversations with Davis, um, who was really important in recruiting and having, you know, video and. We met him before to talk about, you know, how it would work. We really didn't know that much about the PPL going into it. Um, and then, yeah, they basically, they selected me in the draft. Oh, yeah. So uh,
0: who's in your team? So it's you, Marta Marrero?
2: Yep, Paloma, Paloma eh, Cortina, Cortina from Austin, Texas.
0: Yeah, oh, Spanish, Austin, Texas. Exactly.
2: And, and our fourth girl is Fernanda Espinosa from Mexico.
0: Okay, and, and, and on the boy side?
2: On the boys' side, we have Ruben Rivero, Okay. Jose who is also from Texas, um, Mateo Coles, and Simon, who's from Mexico.
0: And how did you guys do in the last uh, round of the PPL?
2: So we had an unbelievable start to the season. Um, we basically went 5-1 going into the semifinals weekend. And then in the semifinals, we kind of had a, I would say, um, an unexpected outcome uh, where we lost to the Cancun team, who we already had already beaten. What happened? Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a good question. So Marta um, was playing with Paloma against Ana, against against Ana Ana Maria, and um, those girls switched sides. Wow. So I think that kind of threw off our team a little bit, um, and I don't know. I think it was a, a little bit of an unfortunate day for us it was um, a smart move
0: for them i guess yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that was one point so what happened with the other two yeah
2: points? we so we we give them the credit and then i basically came to, so we had the men's doubles and we lost seven six in the third mm,
1: wow, so it was a tough, tough one. one it was yeah. a tough one yeah, we,
2: i think if it would have gone to mix we would have had a great chance to be honest with Marta and Ruben, who are unbelievable and hadn't you know lost a match since but what, we didn't Why don't you that. explain
0: to our listeners and viewers how the PPL works? What is the format? What is the system? I know you guys play, what, three weekends in a row. Go into the details.
2: Yeah, so basically the PPL has seven teams. Um, I'm representing Miami Paddle Club, but there's Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Cancun, Toronto. Um, Las sure. Vegas. Yep. Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> and basically they had everyone play everyone. And then the top four teams... Um, would qualify for a semifinals and a finals. So, how do you win a head to head match? You have a woman's doubles, a men's doubles, and if you split, then you go to a mixed doubles to make like the deciding point. So,
0: it's something very interesting that uh, we discussed this previously. How much money are you getting paid for it?
2: I think what I'm getting paid is different than what other players are getting paid. Really? I, th- I i feel like or no i, ju- I just think each contract is more it's different diff- different um also because i'm also coming from madrid maybe versus like a local player but basically if you w- w- won a match you were i was getting paid 1250 okay and if you lose the match but you play you get paid a thousand
1: so every single match or just a day
2: every single match that you pay play
1: Wow, wow, that's wow, interesting, that's good. Cool, right? Right. So I yeah. assume each franchise has their own... Uh, agreement. Agreement. Yeah, right, right, is that right.
2: different than, than other yes. franchises? Well, we
1: hear differently. We, we, we get a lot of... <laughs> I want to know. We get a lot of different... Well, you have to watch our podcast. <laughs> so we get a lot of different response from that. But I guess it all depends yeah. on the franchise and what their policies are in the agreement. You know? yeah. uh, I'm going to ask you a question uh, that I ask probably all the players here, but I guess it's more important on the, on the female uh, uh, paddle players over here i asked um our last guest uh, if they can make a living here in the usa playing paddle and they you know they pretty much said no you know we can't it's very difficult can you make a living a playing paddle in in spain
2: from experience i can't tell you because i haven't committed to it um prior to the ppl i was working a full-time job nine to five and then playing paddle after work but i am planning on not doing that anymore, and really committing to it, and hopefully with sponsors and giving my ch- myself a chance to do it, I think you can make it. Wow. I think you can That's make great. it. I'm not sure what the ranking would have to be. I think there's a lot of factors that have to go into it, but I think it's definitely possible.
1: So, what are your goals to get to the World Paddle Tour? is that that, that it? Yeah, definitely. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so how do, you, how, do you,
0: how do you jump into World Paddle Tour? So you you're playing the the Madrid Federation. So, what do you have to do the Previas before, how does that work?
2: Right, that stuff. So, it used to be that you had to be ranked, I think, like top 15 in the Federation to be considered for a wild card into a Previa. Mm. So, now I'm sort of in that range where I can sort of try to ask for a wild card. But I also know that there's... um, it, it's also about the ranking so maybe f- hooking up with a partner who already has some points would probably oh, be helpful yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. in order yeah. to ask for but the wild card so
0: that's to get into the previous not into right. the main draw right so you get a wild card and then you have to do well and all that yeah do you get paid when you p- play the previous of the world planet tour
2: As far as I know, yes, but I don't know amounts or anything.
1: So now what do the sponsors do? I mean, do they provide you a revenue, a salary for the whole year? Do they provide you uh, money for trips? Um, What do they provide? How how big are they when it comes to being able to do it for a living?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess we're looking for all sort of financial support. So there's training, there's gym, there's travel, food, you know, even transportation, yeah. it's all the basics. Any any small amount to big amount helps. Um, but I heard that, you know, to compete one year in Travel and Play Pro Paddle, it's going to be around $60,000 oh, just for your enough? costs. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. And with $60,000, you think you can just pay all the expenses, the training and all that, and that will be included right. for you to have. A, so that's... That, I mean, compared to a tennis player, that's pretty good. I mean, this it is not that much money.
2: Yeah, I think it's more reasonable, more within reach, and hopefully sponsors say that okay, that's not that bad. We can help. <laughs>
0: okay, but very interesting question here. So the sixty thousand dollars or euros is that based in Madrid or is it based in the United States? It'll
1: be Madrid.
2: Madrid. Huh? Madrid. Madrid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, the the
0: cost of living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, cost of living, um, the tapas are much cheaper <laughs> over there than here. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, ve- that's very interesting. And and so do you see a big difference in between the PPL level of playing compared to the Madrid Federation or the World Pilot Tour level playing? What was your experience there?
2: Honestly, my experience was the PPL is a very, very great level, and I'm sure it's only going to get better. Um, and, and I think that, you know, I'm right there with them. So I, I think playing in the World Paddle Tour, playing in the PPL, playing in the Federation, it's very small details what makes the difference between me and Gemma. I mean, you know, I think she, she does everything, I think, with less unforced errors. Um, but I think I would have, if you say, just as good as a remate that she does on any given shot. But her, you know, maybe her lobs are a little bit higher. Maybe she gets that extra ball back. So that's Or, what
1: or maybe her experience. Her ex- I mean how yeah. to change the game, how to adjust based on the player she's playing. That's years and years of, of, of playing. You right. Know, that's, uh, and, and I think it's, it's I, I think that three of us, I mean, we have a tennis
0: background and, and now we're moving to paddle. But, you know, in tennis, it's all about, it's about power, you know, overpowering the opponent. I and mean, if you don't have those weapons, there is so much you can do. But Paddle is completely the opposite. It's about having, like you said, that fineness.
1: It's, it's about not hitting hard, but not to make mistakes. Sure. It, it's, also you know? a team, it's also a team, team. So, you know, versus like tennis, versus just your individual, right? So uh, in Paddle, you have a team, and you have to have a good partner and understand what his role, their role is and what your role is. You yeah. know? And that's how you, you know, succeed, you know? So, so when you play with Marta Marrero,
0: uh, former number one and all that, did you play together with her, right? Yeah. Did you felt something that she was doing different that you're not there yet? I mean, what was your feeling playing her with her?
2: Playing with Marta was unbelievable. I felt like she was such a leader on the court. She knew exactly what to tell me um, to one, keep me calm. But two, like it was small uh, adjustments that I could make during the match that could really make a big difference. So I loved playing with her. I wish I wish I could play with her all the I, time. I tell us a
0: little bit. What was the pep talk there during the point and all that? What, what is she telling you that nobody else is telling you?
2: So one of the things that sometimes I do is with my lobs, they'll be a little bit short, and so she's always reminding me deep high lobs you know, if it's high and short, it's still better than short and low, you know. That's very good. Everyone listen to
0: that. (laughs) High is better than short. (laughs) High than short is better than deep and low.
2: Yeah. And another thing is with my volleys, um, sometimes I can get into the habit of just making volleys. I don't like to miss, but if you're only making volleys, you're not really attacking and there's points where maybe I could finish the volley and maybe she doesn't have to work as hard you know, if if the point's so, already over,
1: so understanding when your player is is putting a pass up to the player and stepping up to the net to yeah. try to put it away. Yeah, understanding when to anticipate and do that. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And it, we
2: would just have really good communication. She would tell me where she was serving, where I should serve. Um, it was just it was a lot of fun to play with someone. How at important that
0: is that? Because I tell all my students, you know to talk to each other, communication is so important. And especially on the serve, you know, let's say if you serve cross court, you know, the player then needs to go down the down line, the other one comes to the mid. How important do you think that is, that communication?
2: Yeah, for me, I love it. You know, I I really, I think I'm a good listener and I like being coached and I really respect her. So the more she would tell me, the, the better for me. Um, as long as she, no one's yelling at me or something. <laughs>
0: so, so, so for what you're saying it's someone in the team has to take the lead and the other one has to be the listener. Sure. So what happened when you have two personalities that, no, let's do this, no, let's do that. So what have you had that situation with another player?
2: I, I guess with that me- That you don't agree? With me, it hasn't happened just because I'm okay. You're if too y- nice. If you- <laughs> I just, I feel like I can adapt to my partner. So if they need to be the leader or they have, you know, they need to maybe just get it off their chest, like, go ahead. It's not... Yeah, but
0: how do you know if, if you know in your gut feeling tell you that they're wrong?
2: Well, then I think maybe there's a way to say it you know and be like okay that's a good point but maybe we could try this for a couple of p- p- points T- yeah see how we do yeah, yeah. Typically, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to win I want to yeah, win yeah. so whatever I mean, we can do to communicate yeah. to win <laughs>
1: typically the older player is the one with more experience and it's kind of cool. well, you know, well I, I kind I mean, of on if the you drive play with a as younger well. player that it's you know
0: a top level player you might listen because they might have it well so.
1: you're gonna put them on the left and say I'm gonna set you up to finish <laughs> a point but you gotta listen to me this is how we're gonna do it and I'll set you up don't worry you can put it away that's typically what 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 happens so so you always play
0: on the left correct
2: except with Marta
0: okay that's what I was gonna ask you so how did you made that switch
2: so how difficult
0: or or not
2: I've been playing since over the four years I've played probably one time on the left before the pp I mean on the right before the ppl I always played on the left And then when we found out Marta was on the team, it was like, it's going to be hard to tell Marta (laughs) Marrero to go to the right Mm -hmm. side. (laughs) So I started to train for for the month before on the right side. You know, the angles are different. The walls are different. My remate is different. Your job is different. 100%. Your
0: turns are different.
2: (laughs) Everything's different. Mm -hmm. Someone told me it's like going to college, getting a degree, and now you're getting another degree. Yes, (laughs) it is so true. It is yeah.
1: Did you learn a lot and understand the right side's uh, responsibilities and give more maybe respect to the right side? Because usually the left side, they're out there playing and smashing, <laughs> they don't see that right side as being important, you know?
2: Yeah, that's true. I think I did gain respect for it, good, you know? Good. Now I will be nicer to Irene when I play with her <laughs> and be like, I understand. But but so
0: I think the good thing is that you knew one month before that you were gonna play with her. Because some of the players they don't know until the last minute who they're playing with. And if you have two lefties, uh so so I think that was good for you to prepare because uh, we were talking to Tuan and, and Jordi and, and they were saying that suddenly, you know, she needs to move to the other side. And until you get that feeling on the return, right. return. it takes a while, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's, so what would you say is your best shot and your worst shot?
2: Okay, so my best mm-hmm. shot, I think, is mi remate.
0: I knew that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Me gusta sacarlo por, por tres. tres. Okay, <laughs> por tres, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's got. my favorite shot. Um, and I think that also makes me different than a lot of girls. I don't think it's that easy for a lot of girls to hit that. It's yeah. true.
1: I mean, a lot of times they're not hitting that either. I mean, because uh, at that level, um, you know, their defense, they can go out and get it. Yeah. So you have to know when to use that, you know. True. But if you're playing, you know, people that are not accustomed to that, then yes. Without a doubt. Yeah. And and was
0: it difficult to learn? Because it's very difficult to teach. Mm-hmm. You coming from the tennis background, you know, sort of like a kick. Was it difficult for you to learn that by three?
2: I, I think it came more natural <laughs> to me. Um, my I guess my tips would be making sure you bend a lot and I like feel like I jump up to the ball like I'm really aggressive with it so using a lot of your legs to that's get into it that's what we need it. to do man Your back. Jump <laughs> that's what you need to do what? Yeah. So, yeah. as a
1: tennis player you know bending your back using that snap you know uh, biomechanics is important but as a tennis yeah. player you're serving anyways and you're doing that smash so it does come a little more natural and I used to I used to do it all the time I used to play left all the time that's why I used to do the smash until I like, yeah. learned how to play paddle then i learned the other aerial shots and i eventually ended up moving to the to the right nice. that was a, the 2020 rule 20 years younger 20 <laughs> pounds lighter
0: you know so hey, you, you too, buddy. <laughs> yeah, <me> too. <laughs> uh, so yeah. so and what was the worst shot that the ones I every day you need to work on it and you know that you know you have to grind it
2: for me it's going to be at the lob i want i want And not that it's the worst shot, but I think I can get better at it and make sure it's deeper, make sure it's more in the corners. Because I also think it's so important. It's it's so huge. It's so underrated, too. It is an underrated
1: (laughs) shot, without a doubt. But without a doubt.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to say that. And yeah.
1: the lob is not that easy, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, and and coming from from tennis, it, you don't.
0: You know, the love is the last resource shot. Yeah, yeah, Here yeah. you can hit twenty loves in the same point. Yeah. Right. It, lob yeah, is
1: necessary. To get to the net necessary. and to get your players back. Yeah. Wow. You know?
0: um, well, yeah. So what what is your you lob? You know, meaning finding that depth precision.
2: Exactly, making sure that it's like you know close to the wall, getting getting low and really like extending your arms yeah. um, that's that's my shot I want to improve this yeah. this year
0: and, and players don't know but I, I know that you play here at, at the reserve too that the weather it's it's a major factor too for you to have effective lobs. you know if you got to learn how to play with the wind if it's against you in your back in front of you and all that so hundred percent finding that range and what do you prefer playing indoors or outdoors
2: um, I like indoor Oh, I that, like nice that. conditions. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Controlled environment. Yeah, I I definitely. <laughs> Especially not with the humidity and the roof. in
2: Madrid. I mean, we play a lot of indoor, and I, I think I got a little used to it. Mm. But also, I'm also not a complainer. I like the hot weather. You know, I'm a Miami girl at heart, so I feel like I can get used to the sweating cool. and. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let me ask you. I mean, we. Should, I just came back from Madrid, and uh, actually, I was there in, in February too, in the middle of the winter. When you play indoors the balls get so heavy. it is so difficult to hit it by three you know what yeah, i mean yeah. and the it gets so cold that do you find that difficult plus it's so dried over there compared to what my with miami is
2: it's true it's true
0: do you find it more difficult here or there to hit this match by 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 three
2: um i you know i think maybe here i found a little more wow. difficult I would assume yeah it
1: would be there because here with the heat i mean it should yeah but know. the water get so heavy they get here. heavy yeah, yeah. that's yeah. awesome right. yeah you
2: know, i think it depends on the day sometimes because okay. sometimes in madrid it, it sale muy rápido <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's okay yeah.
1: all right i have a big question big question Oof. yeah i know this is a big <laughs> one man yeah yeah that's right let's get ready okay <laughs> so <laughs> do you prefer now or do you like tennis or paddle which one would you choose
2: paddle baby wow wow you know a
1: lot of people have difficult difficult answering that question they're like uh but that, that's great you know? I'm, I'm just feel the same way i'm all about paddle
0: yeah yeah so it's there's certain moment that you cross the point of no return so you already crossed that one we crossed that's it, it. I think never. I, your yeah. dad will be very sad. My dad is sad. sad. but
2: actually he's coming over yeah, <laughs> to, to know, the I, dark I, side. I, I was
0: impressed that your dad <laughs> watching <laughs> you there. I thought he was your manager, honestly. Oh <laughs> You know, it's, it's
1: like everything has to go through me. You Do, know, it's, does it's, yes, and you know, does he play paddle too?
2: Yeah, so he started. But does he
1: play tennis in the paddle court? Or does he actually play that paddle? I think or is he transitioning?
2: he's in the transition phase, gotcha. but he's he's doing pretty That's well.
1: Same <laughs> thing with my dad. My dad teach, taught me how to play tennis and I teach down here teach him how to play paddle. But he's having difficulty transitioning, you know, he still plays that tennis on the paddle court, you know, but at least he's, he's there playing, you know, yeah. it's important. Since you started with paddle, have you ever tried to play tennis again?
2: Yes.
0: What was the feeling?
2: Oh, my God, it's so weird. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, this court is so big. <laughs> And then like my arm is like at the distance. The and, record is
1: so long. It's so long. In, so, you know, so. And then I'm
2: like I forgot what my forehand grip is supposed to be. You know, I'm um, so used to continental. Western continental, eastern continental. You know? I played the other day. I was like, oh my god, it's so heavy these shots. I tried to handle it, and
0: I was hitting every shot thinking that they were gonna go out, It was everything was going in. I mean, yeah, it was it was, it was funny yeah. uh, that having that feeling, you know, but. Uh, That's excellent. Excellent.
1: You have any sponsors now? And if you don't, who would you want to work with? Who would you like to partnership with?
2: Yeah, so my sponsor right now is Knox.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, That's Agustin Tapias. Yeah, exactly. So oh, my God. Number one in the world. La creme of la creme. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Knox. Oh. So how did that happen and when did it happen?
2: Yeah, um, it happened recently, actually right before the PPL. Wow. So they got in touch with me and I think they also want to look to expand here in the, in the United States. So I think with my American background, it was like a great fit and i just i always played with their their oh, racket their that pala. Was,
1: yeah that was the so, second question you know what, what's perfect. the model
0: uh, racket that you play
2: with? um the one from lamberti
0: ah, ah, yeah
2: it's the best
1: great great congratulations thank you it's uh-huh. like
2: control you know it's not too heavy i just mm-hmm. I let's could, go knox and let's take knox. over
0: the american the american you know <laughs> champion there (laughs) Yeah. yeah guys if you haven't already make sure that you hit that subscribe button and turn on your notifications
1: and remember it's free 99 it doesn't cost you anything to hit that subscribe button
0: thanks for tuning in to paddle smash academy we hope you'll find our videos informative helpful
1: in improving your game and learning all things paddle so until next time keep improving your game and remember learn play and share